Hey! Fuck! <laughs> I'm gonna come in hot, motherfucker. Oh my god. This is how it goes. Jesus. This is the Buddha Boys podcast, everybody. Rip, rip my ears. That's where we are. That's where it is. That's I'm just gonna say different variations of that same thing. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing well. Pat, how the fuck are you? I know we already said the I already said the name, but I I'm doing good. Chris. Yeah, because usually the name follows when we say, welcome to the Buddha Boy. <laughs> you okay? I think I died just now. Are you okay? <laughs> my, voice, my voice just died. Pat, your clothes are just a pile on the floor. <laughs> You've been That's raptured. raptured. <laughs> oh, boy. He's speaking to us from the heaven. Early, you know? I got raptured early. No, it yeah. is. It's great it's, to be here month, on the... A month too soon. <laughs> the... I just think I, <laughs> I was excited. I choked on my own spit. <laughs> I, st- I started to die. Chris, uh, Chris Williams, how you doing? I'm doing well, Pat Georges. Uh, how are you? I'm great. Still, you know, um, I got air in my lungs. You know, I got uh, <laughs> barely. That's I, what we just heard. <laughs> I got a lot of hardly. liquid in my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aspirating. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do we have any uh, updates or anything? No. I don't think so. I don't have anything to update. I don't yeah. think. I, don't I, don't, know. I can't remember having anything to update, so I'm going to say no. Oh. All right. So then we got to just get right immediately, like almost <laughs> like the this first This is the thing. quickest we've ever gotten into rapid fire. Every time, I you know I just cut it out. Uh, why? Because it's not you never line up. You don't even try to line up. <laughs> That's because I don't remember exactly how it goes. Well, start out <laughs> with just, the yay, the kids. Yay! You know? And they then know it that. goes. Yeah, the and then just it goes. It. And then it goes. Boom. Yeah, boom, yeah but I. Boom. I won't cut boom, this out. Boom, I'm too boom, lazy. Boom. 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 Yeah. Boom. They just heard it. There it is. Second time. And then I come in. <laughs> and then what do you say? And then I say, all right, Pat, oh, let's get into the rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, of course, in tradition of uh, every time <laughs> we've ever done an episode ever, phones don't work ever. Oh, my, mine's, mine's fine. <laughs> Even your new one's not working? Of course it's working. Oh. It's not a new one. <laughs> new to you, the, Pat. New, new, new to, to you. Second, second end. New to you. Uh, what's the... Do we have any... Like, I guess we had some... We had some on right the on the Buddha Babies yeah. page. You want to tackle those first? Yeah, we can go through those. All right. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, where is it? Uh, <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> Pat, good. I was waiting for you to harmonize. I, uh, 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 no, you stay where you are. No, that's not how harmonizing that's works. That's not how rapid fire works. <laughs> <laughs> this is not working. All right, so <coughs> I don't want FaceTime. Uh, Come on, you goddamn machine! Okay, you listen to me. Uh, so Jonathan Miles says, "Oh, executive producer, Jonathan <laughs> executive Miles, producer, Jonathan Miles, Jonathan He says, in anticipation of the eventual debate with Andy Malafrina from the Dingo, the Dipset Church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was wondering 
What are some beliefs or ideas that you both share in common? What do you think the two of you agree on? Me and you, right? That's what uh, he's talking about? <laughs> no, I think Andy and I is what oh, he's talking about. No. Um, what do Andy and I agree on? You know, this is the most um, boring thing for me when it's not about <laughs> me. Uh, I would say we probably agree on... Um, no. That taxation is I was going to say, we don't agree on business owners' rights. Right. Because I don't... I don't believe... I think... I think... <coughs> I don't know. I think Andy would agree with me that, like, large corporations are often predatory yeah um i think he'd probably agree with me on that but i think he believes that they probably have a right to be predatory because they've earned it right because he is a libertarian after all mm-hmm. um and i'll respect his opinion much to the uh opposite of what he did to me on his podcast wow um are you he are you chose to target me for my weight and my weight alone wow. and had nothing to say you know it must be good for andy to finally find somebody who's fatter than him just so he can finally feel good about himself i don't once. know he did that with me I well think i know I'm just, but I'm, but now it's stepped up because i'm fatter than you so he's so kinda, it's just about the fattest in the room yeah right hmm? i know maybe it's a compliment <laughs> <laughs> um no i think he and i would definitely agree that we're both the fattest yeah, that I'm the fattest. <laughs> uh-huh. We would both agree on that for sure. Um, I don't know. I I, I think the it's important, hard to tell. Uh, I don't know if we'd agree on education. Probably because he probably has a libertarian approach that there's no need for public school anymore and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, hmm. See, I think it's I I think one thing is we'd See, agree on for sure. I think the big you thing know we'd agree you, on is smaller government. One thing that I think you'd agree um, on is the fact that you can both make snap judgments about each other <laughs> and about I what you make, think that they would believe. I don't make snap judgments about him. I'm basing my what I'm saying off of shared beliefs he's had he's had already. Right. I think we both uh do not like large government. Um Okay. I think that's something that's probably the biggest thing that we agree on. But just how um, how to facilitate how to facilitate the the remaining uh government. Right. Yeah, okay. that's the hard part. Is there anything that's in there for though. me? Did Jonathan um, know anything about me? Manny or? Santiago said that his an- uh, he said, I'll answer. Jonathan Miles sucks. That's the oh. only thing Andy and I have in common. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then Jonathan said, finally, something Chris and Manny can agree on. And then Pat said, you yep. said, Pat too. <laughs> and then you put JK with the kissy face. Yeah, but I wasn't really kidding. I know. I was J... S, which is just serious. <laughs> so then old man Russo says, Oh God. Y'all know Abe Vigoda, right? Actor, poet. One of the, f- one of the things he was famous for was whenever he was mentioned, people w- would be like, huh, he's still alive. So who do you think the next celebrity who everyone thinks is dead, but is really alive? Uh, Chris Russo says Flava Flav. And I say, Chris Russo, no one asked what your yeah, opinion no, was. We didn't ask you. <clears throat> um, Jonathan Miles said, Chris Russo. <laughs> He's not um, gonna be, never be that big. And then Chris Russo said, this is serious stuff, Jonathan Miles. Please take it seriously. And he said, fine, Andrew Hamilton. <laughs> Again, would not get to the level of A Pagoda. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I think Charlie Sheen. Yeah. I think Charlie Sheen is the Because I think Charlie Sheen will like, he'll somehow make it to like 85. But he will spend his like late 60s into the time he dies. People being like, didn't he die? Didn't he die when they kicked him off of two and a half men? Yeah, I, all I, that tiger's blood caught up to him. I, I, heard. I think you got to get to you got to look old. You have to get to a uh, point where yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Because there, there is like, ooh, Harrison Ford. I think we're yeah. I think we're probably two years out from people thinking Harrison Ford died. Yeah, I and then and then he'll I really prob- don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's tough. Hmm. Maybe like a uh, Clinton. 
Clinton looks like he died. You know what I mean? <laughs> Clinton looks, looks like bad. he died ten years. Every ago. time, like, I, like I'll, I'll see him. I saw him. I feel like, I, f- I feel like it was like from like a week or a month or something like that apart. And yeah. like, like one, you're like, oh, he looks all right. And the next, you're like, oh my god, he's yeah, like and, dying. And, and the issue is, he doesn't even <laughs> look like he's aging. He looks like his life is being sucked out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his face looks just like, gets more sunken and like red. And I, like, yeah, and he's just kind of like. Mm, like he's yeah. just like like his hair matches his skin now. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I I can't think of it like I I'm trying to think of like a celebrity. Yeah. Like maybe like Britney Spears or something like that. Somebody um, like somebody like I think it's going to be like a diva type. Maybe Madonna? No. Yeah, Madonna I, I, will I, let you know she's alive. Yeah. Um who yeah, would go no, into I'm, hiding? I'm trying well I'm trying to think of who would go into hiding or who would even, Oh, Mariah Carey. Yeah. She'll be she'll be one because she'll dis she disappears for a while. She's one who I can see in like ten years. Her like just not showing up at New Year's Rocking Eve anymore and all this stuff and people being like, Is Mariah Carey dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I got it. Richard Simmons. Oh well that's current it's, it's though. Kind that's of, happening I know, now. But, it's, but that's what I'm saying. This is how it starts. But he's very like Abe Goda was you can clearly go to his home and find out who, you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah, that's true. whereas like right now it seems like Richard Simmons is trying to do that yeah trying to accomplish that almost yeah, that people think he's dead and and it doesn't seem like he's trying to turn it into like a show or like a reality show or a documentary he's just trying to get out of the eye of that's people. what I'm saying yeah. I wonder I wonder if that's it's gonna be something like that probably something good. like Richard Simmons or an older person like Harrison Ford like that yeah all right. <coughs> you gotta so, originally think that they're too old to be alive. Like, right. Like when you oh I remember them when I was a little kid. They gotta be like yeah. eighty something right now. <laughs> so Hambone says, What's your opinion on religion? Is it just a way to control the masses? Are there actual moral lessons that can be learned by reading various sacred texts? Is religion the problem or are religious people the problem? The only religion I support is Buddhism. Voodoo. Oh, oh, that voodoo, baby. Yeah, the voodoo, baby. Oh, Pat, you can't tell me you out of the voodoo now. Quill Grandma gonna be so mad you, at you. Uh, the, uh, Patrick George, you look at me right now and you look, tell me. I can't. You tell Quill Grandma just, right now. Is you or is you not voodoo? I haven't been going to voodoo church. Is you is or is you ain't my voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> baby. My voodoo, baby. <laughs> Hold on. What you say, the boy? You say that boy, he can't go to voodoo? I say it up to him, but I just want to know. Is he or is he not voodoo? You tell me, boy. Pat, are you voodoo? Tell Grandpa and I run now. I'm not. I'm thinking about maybe not being voodoo. Why? I just it just what doesn't happened? fit me anymore. Like who hurt not, you? <laughs> <laughs> it was the voodoo priest. He touched me. <laughs> who hurt you, he, baby? He didn't even have to molest me. He just molested my doll. <laughs> 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 you can't even. <laughs> you can't even show us on the doll where he touched you. Because it'll you. be me. <laughs> <laughs> he took a little bit of my hair. He put it on the doll, and he started touching them in the spots where the holes are. <laughs> and I said, "Oh no, my baby! Don't put your finger in my mouth, Voodoo Daddy, please." <laughs> That's what you call Voodoo priests, Voodoo Daddies. Voodoo Daddy, please. <laughs> it won't hold up in court. Oh. So uh I think it just uh, I think the only one I totally support is Buddhism. That was the best one we've ever stumbled into. <laughs> you can't he's gotta touch the doll. Oh yeah, you like a doll, baby. Oh, it didn't get me so hard. And then I'm just sticky and a part of my body. 
It's like, oh, come on. Oh, why you have to come on the doll? Oh, why my stomach so sticky? Oh, I got a dicky on my gut. <laughs> I got dicky guts. Can you touch my dicky cuts? Oh, help me. Uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> I'm not going to be voodoo anymore. Um, so Buddhism seems like, it, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but Buddhism seems like the, the coolest one. Like as far as like, hey, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, my thing is like religion, all religions but are being respectful of yeah. life. All religions are built out of morality tales. That's why there are so many common roots between so many religions. Right. Like the story of Christ is in every religion. Right. Not just Christianity. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like that that shows that there is a moral story to it. And I think that a lot of no matter how religious or non-religious people are, a lot of our morals now, like as somebody who's not religious, my morals are still you know rooted in religion because yeah like because because that's it was kind of the original law they do have it right like yeah yeah don't kill people don't steal people you know don't yeah. steal stuff like oh yeah, yeah. I, I get it yeah but also like i as far as don't be a cook don't be a cook suck fucking motherfucker <laughs> adam and <laughs> steve not adam and steve if you remember correctly <laughs> but there's there's still a that was from voodoo that was from the <laughs> <laughs> it's adam and steve not adam and steve uh, um there's a uh i think there the 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 beginning like i get it the right. rules and the, i get and why the structure and I, and I also understand and why it had to exist. moral stories yeah, it's I, good stuff like that but like also it was I the original like, youtube like, yeah that's yeah. the thing it was the original like Oh, we're bored sitting around the fire at the end of the night. Here's, we got to make up these stories. Here's here's a base of ideals and, a, and a, a bunch of stories that are meant to help you live your life right. as decently as possible. Right. Because no matter what, like the the good stuff for religion is like is like just being a decent person, just being considerate of others. You know, like don't be vengeful. Don't have like a lot of revenge in your heart. Try to do, you know all that like the new Christianity, all those right. that, that stuff like. Eventually, they kind of all get it, like love, understanding, life, respect this, do that, don't hurt people, don't take other people's. It's 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 good. It started out good, but <laughs> I I just don't know. I I guess my my current feelings of like most organized religion has just turned into like a weird business. Yeah, <clears throat> whether you think it is or not, it's also very much turned into just like everything else. A kind of different team mentality of like right. Us we've got this that. thing. The fact that there's so many different sects of like Christianity. Hit sex. <laughs> hit, hit, hit. Um, hit, but like hit, you know, there's hit, hit, hit. Catholic, there's Christian, there's yeah. uh, Lutheran and right Episcopalian, uh, Baptist, and Wesleyan, and all these other different things. Like like it's like it matters. Like right. it just fucking why can't you just go in there and just just say like I, I don't know. I I, I don't <clears throat> I don't have the solution to it. Yeah, but I feel like we have outgrown religion. Yeah, and, and I, I and definitely think I think I agree with Hambone uh, or uh, the part that he said. Um, is it the religion or the religious people that are the problem? It's people. It's, I think it's always it's, people. I think it's people. I think but in a vacuum. I think I think if it wasn't for interpretation, yeah. religion wouldn't be taken the way. If it, it literally is. was just like the commandments. Yeah. Like yeah, then yeah, it would be like yeah. That's I totally understand that. Yeah, it's all the interpretation that leads into that. You know, but there's there's weird parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the interpretation. All right. So now this next question from Hambone, uh-huh. I'm gonna say. Also, Chris Russo, I know you're probably thinking this. We intentionally skipped your update and correction about Superman. Yeah. No one I, cares about Nobody Superman gives a shit. I read that and I fucking, <laughs> I, I, that's why I had to switch to this phone. I smashed my other phone. <laughs> Did you really? I was just fucking, <laughs> fucking Chris Russo. 
<laughs> I was like, get him in my office. Uh, <laughs> where's where's, where's Park Rosso? <laughs> where's Lau? <laughs> Uh, Hambo, this might have this comment honestly might have earned him. Uh, or this this question. We have zero battery, by the way. Okay, it's at zero. So at the at the intermission. Okay. Um, so this might get him actual executive producer status because this question I think is the one of the best questions we've ever been asked. Oh God! Rank these sandwiches. All right. What turkey Turkey Club. Hold on. Let me. I want to keep. Okay. <laughs> we got the TC Turkey Club French Dip. Cubano, Ruben, Rachel. What? BLT. <laughs> Wait, what's Rachel? Rachel is a, I think it's a um, corned beef uh, on rye with sauerkraut. I'm going to, I'll double check, but I think that's what it is. Rachel? R A C H E L. Yeah, Just I know like it's the lady. <laughs> the Ross and the Rachel. <laughs> um, hold on. And pastrami on rye. Ruben and the Cuban. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, BLT. Rachel BLT pastrami on rye. Wait. So it goes Turkey Club, French Dip, Cubano, Reuben, Rachel, BLT pastrami on rye. BLT. So what? What was the Rachel again? Uh, that's what I'm looking up now. Okay. According to Martha <laughs> Stewart, a Rachel is roast turkey, sourdough bread. Russian dressing, Swiss cheese, and coleslaw. That's. I was very far off. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Sounds all right, I guess, but like, I've never heard of that name. Yeah. <coughs> it's um, unlike me to not know a sandwich name. So, I'm gonna say. <sighs> hmm. Well, I know it's at the top of your list. Do you? Cubano. Yeah. Cuban sandwich is of top of your list. I honestly think I'm going to have to put a French dip at the top of mine. Yeah. I like myself a nice crunchy baguette. Faggot. <laughs> um, and then I think, what about you? What, what's your second one? Uh, I don't know. I was, trying to, I was trying to get them all. I think second is pastrami on rye with yeah. mustard, with a good deli mustard. Yeah. So, see, I'm, I'm doing this as like, this is not like any of these sandwiches. Because like <clears throat> a, a good French dip could be, or like a good... You know, BLT would be like a French dip from like Arby's. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you get a good French dip, like an actual, I'm talking about yeah. restaurant high end, the best one that you've ever had of these. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. Second one, I'd say pastrami on rye. Third, I'd say BLT. Uh, I would do French dip, pastrami on rye, BLT, and then I would do the Cuban at fourth for me. Wow. Four? Yeah. I just... Uh, cause like, so BLTs are kind of nostalgic for me. They remind me of like summer uh-huh. and like, uh, it's just like a good, like summer sandwich. I really like it, but no tea on my BLT. I, s- oh, really? I like just the BL. Yeah. But you gotta have all the elements and you gotta have it on toasted bread with a little bit of mayonnaise. Toasted bread, light a mayonnaise. A little bit of mayonnaise. Not a lot. Not a lot. A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. Oh yeah. That's all. And Bacon, that's it. It's such a lettuce. simple sandwich. Perfect. Okay. So I'd say one through seven. For me, right? Yeah. Number one, we got Cuban, pastrami and rye, BLT, four, turkey club, because all the extra meat is good, right? You go, oh, yeah. that's more meat. That's more sandwich, yeah. right? It's essentially the same thing. Right. It's too dry. Dries it out too much. Turkey is a dry meat. See, I like the, like, um, there's <clears throat> but a, it's still good. There's a place near here that makes a pretty good turkey club. They mayonnaise the middle bread. Ah, and see? I think that there fixes it. Okay. So they mayonnaise the top, they mayonnaise the bottom, and then they but we're talking original recipe. And then they mayonnaise both sides in the middle. We're talking both about sides. Both sides. 
Uh, and then five, French dip, because it's just it's just perfect. And then this is why six and seven. You'd say, why do you have the pastrami on rice second, but the Reuben sixth? Yeah. Right? You would ask me that. Yeah. You can ask me it. Go ahead. Why would you have the pastrami? I'll tell you why, Chris. <laughs> it's because it's so fucking messy. Yeah. I don't like a messy sandwich. Okay? That's why yeah. the Rachel's up there, too, because it sounds like that's number seven. That's bringing up the bottom. Yeah. Because I've I never would... heard of it, but it sounds messy. I would. Rachel and Reuben are my bottoms because I don't like coleslaw and I don't like sauerkraut. I, I yeah I like um, both of those things I'm fine so, with that so they both go on the bottom for me yeah and that but in order I would go French dip yep pastrami on rye French dip's top for you French dip's top for me wow pastrami on rye that's B- not two that's BLT both two. yeah Cuban turkey club and then Reuben Rachel Cuban's got all the flavors you want Cuban is Cuban's really got Cuban's really good but this is the a, way I'm looking at my, this is the way meat. I'm looking at my list though yeah my list is the sandwiches that I could eat daily if I had to yeah Cuban's number I one. couldn't eat a Cuban every day it's too much flavor intruder yeah uh, I, I think right. well let's take a break uh, the pickles are delish I mean you got everything you want everything you need yeah uh all right yeah we're gonna yeah, take, we're gonna a, take a break and okay. then we're gonna come back and finish up rapid fire. whoa whoa <laughs> Now, punk soul brother, get it out now! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I got boogers in my nose. We had an itty bitty chicken break. Oh my gosh, I'm like ready for bed. Yeah, we're gonna take a goddamn nap. (laughs) We had some fried chicken, some macaroni and cheese, and some potato wedges. So good from Chicken Brand Chicken. Oh, Creole Grandma came over here and she go, "You got got empty belly? You gotta put the hot sauce in that chicken, baby." Oh, Creole Grandma gonna make sure that belly get filled. Let me give you that chicken, baby. I didn't realize how full I was until I just tried to breathe in. <laughs> like, in. I can't do it. There's no yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, I get... <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up our hastily <laughs> break. Let's rapid fire up. Yeah. Chris Russo what says, him? if you go into an open mic and you your only plan is to wing it, then you should stay home. Wow. Discuss. Well, comedy guru Chris Russo has spoken. Yeah. I guess all of us New should listen. folks. Yeah. You're not allowed to do what you want yeah. on stage <laughs> because of fucking dumbass Chris Russo. Yeah. No, listen. Chris Russo, shut up. <laughs> all right? No more talking from you about about what people should and shouldn't do in comedy. Right. Well, and so anybody. So let's go really, through the right? comments quick. Okay. All right. So G D Fenderson says, "I think you mean disgust." G D Fenderson was was that the person that did all the? Was that the person that uh, Mike O'Donnell posted about? No. Who was that? Oh, G D Fenderson's a picture guy. He takes pictures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Andrew <clears throat> Hambone Hamilton said, "Disagree." Chris Russo said, "Open mic is practice time. What's the point if you don't practice?" Hambode said, winging it doesn't mean you're not practicing. Russo says, it kind this of is, does, we're though. We're giving them too much <laughs> You're, time, you're right? just doing whatever. Practice is intentional and goal-oriented. Hambone said, it doesn't have to be intentional and goal-oriented. You're still working out, just using different muscles. The chances of anyone at our level having a set that goes exactly as planned are very low. You get hecklers and unsolicited audience participation more often than a big-name comic, so you have to be able to wing it at times. So... <clears throat> You have to practice winging it sometimes, and then Hambone. That's actually a pretty good point, right? Yeah. And then Hambone said, "Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he do better?" <laughs> <laughs> so then Hambone said, "But if you're inexperienced and you just wing it, you're probably going to have a bad time." We got to the bottom of it, folks. There we go. <laughs> uh, then Jeff Roser said, "Is this something you? D- if this is something you do more than every once in a while, 
Yes. Yeah, I can see, I can see if you're just like if you're not taking it seriously. Right. But so then that's not really up to you. Uh, but it, even then it's not up to you. So Manny Santiago said most of the time at an open mic I'll have only one or two jokes that I know I want was to do. Was this on our page? And the, yeah, this was on our page. How did I miss all this? Yeah. Did I comment so, on this? No. Okay, good. So Manny said most of the time at an open mic I'll have only one or two jokes that I know I want to do and the rest is just me yeah. just winging it. I feel like <laughs> I feel like being able to just wing it is good practice for those times that you're on stage and you forget a joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. It also helps you look and sound more natural when you aren't doing such a structured set, in my opinion. Right. Then Jeff Roser said, this is different. I was thinking more of when someone goes up and the first thing they say is, I didn't even prepare anything for tonight. So the it reason... It could just be a way you get into a set, though. So, so the reason why I wanted to read through all of the comments for this is because of that last point that Jeff Roser makes. I think if mm-hmm. you're thinking of this in two separate ways... so. So if you're I, I feel like Chris Russo isn't talking about those people because those people don't go up every single week and do that. Um, those people who say that, who say I didn't even prepare anything or the people who are like, I haven't written any material or blah, blah, blah. Those are the kind of dudes that you see like once. Right. Those are the kind of dudes that like come try it because they got drunk and their friends wanted. Them yeah, to, usually. Yeah, yeah. And then they never did it again. A lot of times, though, people are like, you know, oh, this is. People use the same excuse. Anytime you make it really an excuse, I yeah. think not a, not an explanation, but an excuse. That's why I've tried to. I've learned the difference between the two, and it, like it, to an extent. But I've realized that the gray area between them as well. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have. If I go out there and say like, oh, you know, oh, oh this is. Anytime you go like this is all new stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're, it's it's all depends on the intent. You know, I feel like yeah. there's, but that's again, this is my opinion of it but i don't think like <clears throat> if you go up there and wing it every time essentially isn't that kind of improv i mean but even improv has structure yeah but winging it i think is I, I think is, it's a defense mechanism to say when your jokes aren't going well it's like oh this oh i shouldn't have tried the new stuff or you're you're making yeah. an excuse of saying like this is why i don't get laughs i usually get laughs yeah and wing, winging but if you it, say I usually get laughs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, I think that's kind of being more obvious about it, making a better joke about the, right. what's and, happening. And, and I agree with, still the, an excuse. And I agree with what Hambone and, and Manny both said so much in the sense of, uh, I think. Uh, get that battery out. So, so I agree with their point and what they're making is like, if you're doing comedy and you're taking comedy seriously, you do sometimes have to fucking a. Yeah, see. We need a table on this side too. Okay. Um, just hold your phone away from yeah. the fucking board, you idiot. Yeah, but I like. Look at all like this room over the, here. I like having the rest. I can't. Rest Is it on the mirror? 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 I can't rest on anything. My brain's right. so slow. It's Any still so fucking much way. Chicken right now. <laughs> I know. Chicken just full of chicken. I got chicken going through my brain, veins, <laughs> baby. Um. But yeah, I, I I don't. So no, uh, I agree it's with not what, up to you, Russo. But I agree with what Hambone and Manny are saying is, if you're taking comedy seriously, there are times where most of your set will be winging it. Yeah, I did a I did like a six minute set Thursday night where I did uh, I had a premise that I wanted to explore, and I had one joke I wanted to try, and right. I filled my time. Yeah, that's winging it. Like that is winging it. You don't need to have like, you don't need a set list for an open mic. I'm sorry, but you don't. Yeah. And there was a point in my life. I don't know how long has Chris Russo been doing it. I, at you know? least a couple of years. I think, okay. Right? So there was a point when I was not doing when I was like younger in comedy, quote unquote, when I was doing it less, where I did feel like Greenhorn. I, yeah. Uh, where I f- I did feel like I needed to have a set every time. Yeah. I would write a set list before an open mic. Right. 
Now I'm I don't even do it for a lot of shows now. Yeah. I just think of a couple jokes that I want to start out with, and then I try to either think of my jokes, but then, again, winging it is it's just a different word for trying something else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you don't, if you don't, like, I, I've changed the way I write, I guess. I don't even know. I don't even, traditionally, I don't know how much I actually write. I do, I used to write out my jokes yeah. completely, exactly how, I, word for word. I still do that. I'll the do that sometimes, but like I've kind of gotten time. down to now where I just write a word uh, or a couple words yeah. to remind me of a thought I had. Yeah. And if I can't access the thought, then it then it's gone. I, I, I'm trying not to be <clears throat> as... I have like material material for sure. Yeah. But then a lot of like anytime it's like open mic stuff, it's, it's usually like you said, premises or just trying to recreate a thought I had right. about a thing and add to it. Wing it, essentially. So. Yeah. I but, guess I'm wasting everybody's but, time <laughs> if I go to an open mic. I do. I I agree with the sentiment though that Jeff Rosen made, where the people who go up there and are like, "Oh, I didn't prepare anything. This is my." First, I feel like, like blah, blah, blah. I feel like, like that's an excuse though. Like those, yeah. But I'm saying like those people, yeah. Just stay home then. Yeah. Like if you really, really are just getting on stage to waste five minutes of everybody's time, yeah. Then sure, stay home. I get frustrated by or the, just go. I get frustrated by the same people who have who like will go to a ten minute open mic. Like back when I used to do the BJ's mic and stuff, there's one comic in specific who I'm not going to call out of names, but he used to comic quote unquote, but he used to come to it and it was a 10 minute time yeah. because a f- few comics yeah. came uh, and he would do three minutes of jokes and then just flounder for seven minutes. And it's like, no, if it's not a minimum time limit, it's yeah. the max. Yeah. If you only have three minutes of material, just get off three. stage right. at three minutes. But again, you don't have people usually telling you stuff like that. But Russo, right. Chris Russo, like saying... He's lucky enough to have us yeah, telling him. <laughs> to say like, just, just you... Uh, the point is, and this is my thing with a lot of stuff, like uh, I've learned a lot about categorizing people. Yeah. We kind of talked, we touched about it a little bit with like the George Carlin thing and like what what is a hack, what is a thing, what is yeah. any, any of this, these different things is it's all subjective. Right. The main point is <clears throat> to make the people in the crowd laugh. Right. And if you go up and wing it and you can make them laugh, then you're you were successful whether you right. think you're wasting time or not. Yeah, absolutely. And uh also it's, too it, like that's the end product. And that's I, what you I would want. I would argue too that it's intention. Like if you're going up and you're winging it, but you're winging it with the goal in mind like what Hambone or Manny right. mentioned of getting better at your improv, getting right. bet- better at riffing on stage and all that stuff, then you have a goal that you're trying to meet. But like, you can't tell me as an audience or as another comic, right. you can't tell me that that isn't what I'm getting up there and trying when I go up without material. Yeah, you can't, oh, and you can't dictate what what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Unless you're running the open mic. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah, unless you have your own mo- open mic that you're actually, you're making rules about. Right. But yeah, I, I think overall it doesn't really matter. But I I can see somebody seeing that as a waste of time for other people. But I also feel like if you're at the right open mic, it's probably not happening a ton. Yeah, sure. Like you know I, what I mean? I agree like, with that. If you go to like a if you're I don't know you don't really see that a lot at like like healing like from what I've no, done at helium going, open mic. If you're mic. going to a club, yeah. yeah. If you go to if a you're club going to or a club you, mic or a, you know something else where they're not going to go up and go. Well, I didn't really have anything prepared. Yeah, I I feel like you're not going <laughs> to see those people there. If you can't, if, yeah. If it's an open mic where you have to sign up well in advance. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, before 
before you're actually at the venue. Yeah. You know? <laughs> then you're not going to see that. And that's but and it, it's, those are we, usually the better mics. Yeah, but we, the ones that kind of go like, okay, well, we'll just add people as they as, come in. As, as, and even after the mic started and all this other right. stuff. And I and I get it like <clears throat> the that's the time like not everybody can make it out to like some of the other mics or anything like that but like yeah it still doesn't mean that you don't it's there's no real rules put your name on the list you get on the stage for five minutes or yeah. whatever the time is and that's it Absolutely. that's it that's the only rules <laughs> yeah, of an open it. mic <laughs> no rules just right that's it yeah so oh um, you should have notes you should have <laughs> you should wear shoes you should have you shouldn't have a hat. people said. This guy criticized me in uh, at Stitches. Uh, the not the not this guy. The owner, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who was running Stitches, yeah. the manager, at least. The mustache guy. The mustache guy. Yeah. Was like, uh, he was fucking giving me shit about wearing a hoodie. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's like, what is this? Your dress up clothes or something like that? I was like, actually, this is my nicer hoodie. <laughs> and I said, this is my performing hoodie. So yeah. And he's just like, kind of scoffed. And it's like, but you look like fucking Alan Thick's fucking cousin yeah you know what i mean like you look like yeah. a weird canadian yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, you dress like a weird canadian you look, you're talking about me you look like somebody who forgot to take off their tom Selleck halloween costume yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like he's like magnum bm yeah you know this guy's a piece of shit <laughs> telling me like criticizing me for you like and you're you know what i mean yeah but it's 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 about like separating yourself from all of that yeah and just going like does them going up and doing five minutes of whatever actually affect you in any way no. Right. May, yeah, maybe you'd go well, five yeah, minutes I, later. I've, I've had that discussion with people in the past where like uh I've had this <coughs> very heated discussion with friends in the past where Ooh. it's like it's like I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. Yeah. I'm saying it ups, I'm again it, it upsets me. Yeah. Like I can see that. And not yeah. even like in a it like a, it frustrates me. I feel the same the way I'm about the bowlers, for. like the yeah. people that are because every mic could be the mic that nobody does that. Yeah. But it's the fact that like uh, hashtag don't you know not all Muslims hashtag not all open micers yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> all right so uh, Jerry Hazy hashtag not all bowlers speaking of which we got to have him on here some turf war was thrown down they had drunk Bill explains had him on early oh, for Jonestown right yeah yeah I've been listening to that one what happened um, oh, who, who uh, was talking shit <laughs> Bill was drunk Bill drunk Bill well he's he's got a problem well mostly he's just wanna. talking shit yeah he was just it, ends up talking was shit. it when he was drunk or not drunk. I think he started drunk, man. I think it, okay. from the way it seemed, he came out the gates hot. So, so. that's the that's the true self. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so Jerry Hazenut said he wants to know who our f- top five favorite SNL cast members are. This is a good one. I like this one. Hmm. I think Chris Farley's my number one. Oh yeah. Just because like Chris Farley was one of my first like as a young kid introductions yeah. into like comedy. Yeah. And like as a chubby kid, you're always drawn to the chubby celebrity i love um so chris farley's i think top of my list yeah um and then i think i gotta go like tina fey uh will ferrell's gotta be up there even if you don't like will ferrell you've got to respect like what he got out of snl and and what he did on snl like with so much uh dana carvey for sure big time yeah yeah that's um, a huge one and then probably bill murray even though Bill Murray was only on it for like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. He was, was on for one season. It? Yeah, it was only one, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of mine. So was Chevy Chase though. Yeah, but also the thing with them was like they were just figuring it out. I just watched that uh document or not the documentary, <sighs> but the movie 
uh, the, a futile and stupid effort or something like that. Yeah. It was by it's actually directed by David Wayne. I love I really like his movies actually. Yeah, he's a good director. <clears throat> um but it's really good. It's actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah. And uh and they kind of go over what happened with uh SNL and everything. Cool. I don't know if I have a number 5. It. I'm trying to think of my number 5. I want to I guess that would have to be Tina Fey. I don't know. I just don't see how Tina Fey can't be in the top 5 for I, anybody. I don't know because like she did tons of great sketches. Well, she is, was a great writer. This is good what shows I'm, came out of it. Good movies came out of her. Like this is what I'm thinking. Will Ferrell number 1. Yeah, I agree with that. Norm MacDonald number 2. Norm is Norm was like 6 for me. He's like just out of top 5. Uh, he think. would be number 1 if like he had took it a little bit more seriously. I know yeah. that's kind of why it was so awesome. Yeah. But I feel like that's just a little bit it's, if he just had a little bit more. Yeah. Um Tim Meadows Tim number Meadows 3. Is good, yeah. Dana Carvey number 4. And I don't know. I guess I it might have to be I don't know because I really Kevin Nealon was great, but again I don't you know yeah Kevin Nealon was great, but it was an, he's another like Norm situation where it yeah. was like he's re- he was really really great, but how seriously did he take it? Like it, it seemed like it was just kind of like a him fucking around, which kind of makes it good. Bobby too. Moynihan is one of my favorites. Oh, Bobby Horatio was Sands. Really good. That was oh, last one. Horatio, last one. that's a good last one. Because he, I'm trying to think of the people that were in some of like responsible or part of like some of the biggest funniest ideas. You know See, I mean? that's why I think Tina Fey's got to be in top five because she Thirty Rock, uh, yeah, Mean Girls. No, no, no. I'm like, saying for but for SNL. Oh, 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 oh. That's what I'm saying is like Tim Meadows had the Ladies Man was one of my favorites. Yeah, Dana Carvey, Church Lady, Wayne's World. Oh stuff my like god, that. how did we leave? Uh, oh shit, Mike Myers. No, I'm having such a brain fart right now. Um, banjo, Tracy player. Morgan, banjo player. Uh, oh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. How was uh, he out of it? I don't think he was on SNL. Yeah, he was. I don't think he was ever a cast member. I'm looking it up. He was one of the first hosts, I think. I think he was not on there. Uh, yeah, Horatio Sands. I'm just trying to think of the people that are, are like the, that I remember most yeah. out of all of it. You know? Jim yeah. Belushi, I didn't really watch a lot of those years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the same. I was I was too young for those. And Steve Martin. And Chevy Chase and the rest of them were... Oh, Dan Aykroyd was good, but again, you know, I, are, are we talking about... I'm thinking about while they're on the show, actively on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you got? He wasn't on. I, why do it? He was the. I think he was the first host or one of the first hosts. Well, he he had the most hosts until most hosts. Okay. until Alec Baldwin. Eric Bowerin. <laughs> and he has guested five times outside of his fifteen times hosting. Yeah. But I also think about like he's got a lot of characters that had like staying power. Yeah. Well, he did a lot of sketches. Yeah, he did a lot of really famous sketches on the show. Yeah. But that's probably like why somebody just recently was criticizing the King Tut one. Remember? Yeah, I remember <clears> that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's my though. top five. Uh, okay, so another one from Hazelnuts: uh, Fuck Mary Kill, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, or Ted Bundy, or Al Bundy? Maybe. What do you think? Is it Al Bundy? Oh, Chris, are you okay? What's going on? Why is that Ted Cruz? Is Zodiac killer on this list? We made it through the whole bonus episode. <laughs> Without this guy. Yeah, well, I'm here now, Pat, and that's what All right, is. well, it's not my question. I, I never said it was. Yeah, I know. But I, I just want I want you to know <coughs> that I had nothing to do with the picks. But, uh, okay, so how about this? You you may know some of these guys, right? Yeah, oh, I know all of them. We've met. met. Okay, so what? what's um, yours? Hmm. Ted Bundy, I hear, was a real, he was a sexy yeah, guy. Yeah, Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy was, was a looker, but uh, a little too violent in the sack for me. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Wayne Gacy was with your tiny uh, hands. You probably got right out of those handcuffs, huh? Yeah, he, he couldn't, couldn't tie me up very well. 
Um, um, and then, I think, I think Jeffrey Dahmer, honestly, is, uh, hmm. I think he's the best looking, even though everyone talks about how handsome. He's like trashy hot. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Or well, not even trashy hot, but he's, he's like. He's like Christina Ricci in Black Snake <laughs> Mom. <laughs> not even like trashy hot, but he's just like kind of like nerd hot. Like, and artistic. He's kind of mysterious, he's artistic. Because he would cut that gay man's head off yeah. and then put him backwards on his bed. <laughs> See that picture? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Eat the body. Really, Efficient, he cooks. Yeah, yeah I really like that about That's him. That's the merry one. Yeah, definitely uses every part of the buffalo. I think I would. I think I would. Uh, I would definitely. Buffalo's was a gay club near me in Idaho. I would definitely marry Dahmer. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd. Uh, you fuck Bundy. I'd fuck. No, nah, I'd fuck Gacy. Bundy's too violent. I can't take it. You like the rules. You like he it soft. To, well, Bundy likes to like hit and punch and stuff while he's doing it, and I'm just not into that. Well, yours would probably just be <laughs> fuck, kill. <laughs> fuck, kill, fuck, kill. No, I, I, I definitely think that uh, if given the opportunity. Are you capable of love? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I love killing people. Uh, come on, no, like, <laughs> like love, love, like, uh, like love, love, killing people. No, no I don't I mean, like, like killing people. I love love. Killing you would people. marry killing people. I would marry killing people. <laughs> have you committed to killing people yet? <laughs> killing people and I. You have committed to killing. Yeah, you've committed to killing. Uh, no, I would definitely be able to uh, commit to Dahmer. I think we'd have a lot of fun. Uh-huh. I think we could definitely. It would be a good time. It would be like you know in the episode when you guys were talking about like uh, how Seth Rogen would be fun to. Uh, I don't know you listen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here for every episode, Pat. Um, oh, like that's literal. You meant yeah. that for real. <laughs> yeah, I'm here always. I'm always with oh, you. Oh, God. Uh, but I just think that, like, I kind of agree with that notion that, like, I just think Dahmer would be the most fun to live with. What about you, Pat? What's your fuck Mary kill on this one? I think I would marry Dahmer because he's efficient. He's good in the kitchen. You got, uh, I would fuck Ted Bundy. Because oh boy, he's a handsome. He's like a young Charlie Manson. Beautiful. Yeah, the suicide hotline. So like, there's yeah. good in him somewhere. Yeah, there's something. Right. Like he's like, yeah. no, don't kill you. I want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would kill Gacy because if you want to die, die, you could just let me know. Yeah, I'd love to help you. Why not? And you still get into heaven. Yeah, there's a happy medium. Right? Yeah, we, we can, can meet, meet in the middle, baby. Just say, <laughs> just say, hey, be within this mile radius. I'll find you. I'll hunt you down, and I'll kill you. And then you can have your sweet escape. Yeah, there you and go. Live in heaven forever and ever. Oh, so you still believe in heaven? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian man. Are you, okay, but you kill people, and you also yeah. But I'm a God-fearing, gun-bearing Christian man. I'm Ted Cruz. Do you do you not hear your voice? Like how it sounds? I mean, are you just trying to knock me for the way I sound? Okay, I'm not trying to like. <laughs> Pat, you don't have like, there's honestly like voice that's a really that's a really low blow. There's other things you could actually legitimately critique me on, but right now you just sound like your tiny hands and they're killing people. Like you kill people. Right now you just sound like the people who criticize Donald Trump for not being able to like talk well. Of course, like if you're gonna criticize them, well, I'm just saying like if you're gonna criticize them. I mean, if we're talking about it, hey, you do remember my stance right on on religion and guns, right? What? I say we yeah. ban religion uh, uh, and guns. Uh, all religion uh, and all guns. <sighs> I forgot how to get rid of them. Did you know he, you weren't here just now? You said no. that I could have the rest of the chicken. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't going to eat it later, so yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to eat it later. Okay. You can eat it now if you yeah, want. Yeah, Ted Cruz as a Zodiac Killer was just here. Like, just now. Right now? No, uh-huh. he was. I don't know. 
I got I, I did the gun and religion thing. You know, he's really it's just again, just telling the religion and gun thing. You just tell him you're against it. It's such a weird trigger. You just have to be against his stance and he just kind of shouts himself away. Maybe just get it's cuz he gets like so mad. He's such a snowflake. Yeah, but he handled that question for you already. So you're going to you're going to fuck uh, John Wayne Gacy. So oh. moving on to Chris <laughs> Russo. Okay, I could take that. <laughs> uh Chris Russo asks again, why? Uh, What's the point of it all? So he might be suicidal, Russo. Yeah, give Ted Bundy a call. Yeah, oh. yeah, the suicide hotline. <laughs> so you were here. Yeah. No. Wait. What? What? Huh? Are you? Never mind. We're not gonna get it. <laughs> no, I'm saying uh, Ted Bundy worked for the suicide hotline. Oh, you knew. Like you common, knew that fact too. That's like common knowledge. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I knew that. in like Washington or something. That makes sense. Yeah, it Again. was. It was one of the reasons why people are like, "What him? No, couldn't oh, be. He was such a good guy." Yeah. Right, we and, the, and like, they were, and they were like, <laughs> well, no, there were reports of people who like say that like he actually helped them. Wow. And then uh, I, I, there are rumors that after he was caught, people who remember talking to him killed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I took that guy's advice. <laughs> Threw themselves off a bridge. Why? What is the point <laughs> of it all? That doesn't. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Don't worry. About I'm it. a nihilist. Yeah. Don't but worry. But like about in it. an optimistic way. The, the there is no point, and that's the point. <laughs> you just live and yeah. then die and then repeat. Overall, you're you're Tom Cruise, your baby. Live, die, repeat. Yeah, bro. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Edge of Tamir. It doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't, and that's okay. Yeah, it doesn't have to. It's okay. You can it just be helpless. Let the tide take you. <sighs> we stop sound pay, like stop paying your bills. <laughs> uh, well, up until that point, we sounded like uh, like an inspirational '90s song. Yeah, baby. Like, don't have to worry. Just let the tide take you where it goes. Let the tide. That's a terrible song. I would not listen to that song. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I would either. I just said that that's what it sounded like, Pat. You ready to take a break? Let's take a break and then get Come into on, some go. stories. On, that's our new go. break song. Come on, let's go. 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 Yeah. Hey, we're back, bitches. Baby. Oh, hey, moon bunnies. Oh, hey, lunar bunnies. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 lunar bunny out here. <laughs> hey. All right. Uh, do you, are you ready to get into the star rise? Let's fucking do it. This first one comes from... Jerry Hazelwood, executive producer. We'll we'll do it. We'll give it to him. Executive producer Jared Hazelwood. Yeah. What about him? E C H L (laughs) teams wear SpongeBob SquarePants themed jerseys. Whoa! This is from NHL.com. The Indie Fuel dresses famous cartoon character. Play team full of Patrick's. Yeah. All right, so that is worded poorly. Yeah, I'm sorry. NHL indie you, fuel dress uh, who has famous cartoon character, comma play team full of Patricks, who is also another famous character from the same show, right? Yeah, uh, they're yellows and pinks, right? That's yeah, like we all are. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> for one game, Indiana f- uh, Famers Coliseum Farmers. What? <laughs> There's an R there. There's an R there. Hell, hell, I didn't see it. Farmers oh, hell, Coliseum. Where the hell that R come from? <laughs> Where that R come from? That R just came out of nowhere. Oh, and bit me. son of a bitch! That R came up and bit me on uh, the ass. Farmers, farmers. That makes more sense now. That, that wouldn't be farmers. <laughs> farmers. Uh, Coliseum uh, was transformed into Bikini Bottom. Uh, if, of course, Bikini Bottom had frozen over 
frozen over and its two most famous inhabitants, SpongeBob SquarePants and uh, Patrick Starr, faced off in a game of hockey. Uh, the Indy Fuel and Cincinnati Cyclones, classic names, yeah. wore some of the most colorful uniforms in the history of the ECHL as part of the Fuel's Nickelodeon Night. The in-game entertainment featured things like clips from Legends of the Hidden Temple and and other nostalgic shows from the well-known Kids Network. But the main attraction was the jerseys. What is? Hold on. What is Legends of the Hidden Temple? Is that the game show? Yeah, that's the one with Olmec. Okay, I got it. The fuel were dressed up like SpongeBob with yellow sweaters made up to look like the face of the cartoon character, and complete with short brown pants and blue and red striped socks. (laughs) That's That's awesome. That is actually very cool. Uh, the Cyclones oh, had perfect. all pink jerseys and Patrick's trademark trademark green neon shorts. Hmm. I like it. Oh, that is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I was. I, I wasn't. It's not like I don't really care. No, it's cool to see though. Well, it's that's fun that they're doing that. You know, because yeah. it's better. I like this more than fucking military night or fucking uh, right. Like they wear like pink jerseys because of Brett. They're like they're doing the same bullshit that like the uh, NFL does. NFL does, yeah. but like every month is a new month month. By the way, if you are interested, SpongeBob did beat Patrick 5 to 2. Oh, there you go. Uh, spoiler alert. No matter how many times you look, it, it is still funny to see SpongeBob playing against Patrick. Nah, I got it. The first time is the only <laughs> one. Because they, they have the face on. They still have like bodies and stuff like that. They're not like, yeah. shaped like them. Yeah. It would be cooler, I guess, if they were if dressed Patrick up like, like like star shaped. Yeah. If they were like, if, if they their were, jerseys like, were pink. Yeah. If they had pink socks and pink skates and all that, you know, they just can't commit that much it's only echl well, they had pink socks and stuff but i'm saying like just that and no oh. face on it yeah like if they were just playing as him right against spongebob no spongebob face on it you know what i mean yeah um because they're already squared off at the shoulder and everything, yeah you know i don't know what's uh what's next uh mr crabs against plankton <laughs> squidward what are you gonna do you follow this up <laughs> it's really not that fun after that um, no matter how many times you look, it is still funny to see SpongeBob playing against Patrick. It made for some interesting still pictures shared by the Fuel's official Twitter account. Uh, by the way, if you're interested, okay. So, um, yeah, uh, that's cool. I guess uh, they have like Star Wars nights. They have yeah. ECHL is um, a lot of times. Like the AHL is like the minors, the official minor, like they're right below the NHL. Yeah. Kind of like the OHL is like another aspect. That's the Ontario Hockey League, other okay. World Hockey League, stuff like that. ECHL is East Coast Hockey League, which is a lot of times teams share farm systems. So right. like I know that ours, the Florida one, is a, one of them is the, we have the Ola- Orlando Solar Bears. Ooh. Right? Clever. And get this one, my favorite. The Florida Everblades. Ooh, that is, a, that is a good one. Right? Not bad. I'll bet you they'd have a cool logo <clears throat> too. Like have a gator, I really do. A gator I used, skating. I used something. to. <laughs> I used to have a shirt of it, but I just never wore it. Ugh. So I ended up. I think I ended up either. I think it's packed up possibly with my hockey member burger. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's they got to do something. <laughs> I still get emails from uh from the lady who runs the like marketing thing. <laughs> just like hey do you want to buy tickets like i don't even live close yeah. <laughs> i didn't live close to there when i lived in florida yeah i lived like fucking two and a half hours away if not further so yeah um but it's it's fun their prospects i got to see i think i think i got to see vasileski our, our current uh maybe it might have been him and like way way down 
but it's it's uh I never saw anything like that. What was the next story? <laughs> this is uh that's the about it, right? We really kind of fizzled out. The one posted by Jonathan Miles uh-huh. asking if we consider ourselves mistake theorists or conflict theorists, and then the story was understanding student mobbists. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get into it. Executive yeah. producer, also our second executive producer. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. See. Okay, so what is mistake theorist and what are conflict theorists? So, this is um, so I know what conflict theory is. Conflict theory is that um, is uh, a theory that was put forth by Karl Marx that society will always be in a constant state of conflict mm-hmm. due to the nature of supply and demand. Okay, so understanding student mobbists is the, the thing. It's from New York Times dot com yeah march 8th 2018 students across the country uh, continue to attack and shut down speakers at a steady pace from christina hoff summers uh to jordan peterson i confess that uh i find their behavior awful my gut reaction is that these students these student mobists manage to combine snowflake fragility and lynch mob irrationalism into one perfectly poisonous cocktail but empathy is essentially is the essential character trait uh, f- uh, for the m- for our moment. So I thought it might be a good uh, discipline to try to see things from the student's perspective, to not just condemn them as uh, and or sec- psychoanalyze them, but to try to understand where they are coming from. So here goes. So I don't I don't have anything else after that. Yeah, you got the <laughs> read more button. <sighs> <laughs> why i don't know i'm trying to find out what a what mistake <laughs> theory is all right so uh let's see so here it goes i would begin my stab at understanding by acknowledgement or acknowledging that i grew up in uh one era and they grew up in another i came of the age, i came of age in the 1980s in that time there was an assumption that tough that though the roots of humane uh human society were deep in tribalism over the past 3,000 years, we have de- uh, developed a system of liberal democracy uh, that uh, gloriously transcended it, that uh, put reason, compassion, and compromise atop violence and brute force. There are also, <laughs> there are also, well, sorry, there was also an assumption that while we might disagree on uh, the means, we all wanted basically the same thing. For example, though America was plagued by economic divides, we all wanted the, a society in which social mobility and equal opportunity were the rule. Though America is plagued by racism, we all wanted more uh, integration and less bigotry, a place for where uh, talent and character mattered more than skin color or prejudice. <clears throat> the, given those assumptions, sophisticated people in those days wanted to be seen to... Uh, wait, hold on. Given those assumptions, sophisticated people in those days wanted to be seen, to use Scott Alexander's term, as mistake theorists. As mistake theorists, uh, mistake theorists believe that the world is complicated, and most of our troubles are caused by error or and incompetence, not by malice or evil intent. Mm. Mistake theorists. Mis- <laughs> mistake theorists. I, w- I keep wanting to call them terrorists. Mistake <laughs> terrorists. Because that's what they are, Pat. Also believe that most so, uh, social problems are hard and <laughs> oh wow they really think that that's they're really thinking outside the box yeah social problems are hard 
and that obvious perfect solutions are uh, scarce. Debate is essential if you uh, you bring different uh, perspectives to and expertise to the table. Uh, you reduce passion and increase uh, learning. Basically, we are all physicians standing over the a patient with a very complex condition, and we're trying to collectively figure out what to do. I understand that. I can yeah. get that. And that's what I feel like social media doesn't help. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Because that adds more doctors to because the room. You, yeah, and you also have more people that aren't trying to find a solution. They're just there for the argument, to win an argument. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. so this remains my basic understanding of how citizenship is supposed to work. But two things have happened since my worldview is formed. The first is that the conversation about race has changed. The idea for decades was that racial justice would come when we reduced individual bigotry. The goal was colorblind, colorblind individualism, as Niles Gilman argues in The American Interest, that ideal reached its apogee with the election of barack obama yeah speaking of which after getting through that that paragraph i want to commend you on what you did up to that point you what? did very well right. reading it's a little yeah. uhs and ums but you yeah know. but you were good it, you not you a good improving. flow i couldn't i couldn't get a good flow going <laughs> but obama's election also revealed the limits of that ideal now the crucial barriers to social justice are seen not just as individual but as structural economic structures Really? Who would have thought that that's what structural economic structures? Yeah, but as structural economic structures, the incarceration crisis and the breakdown of the family structure. Today's students grew up in this different racial conver- racial conversation. Progress is less about understanding and liking each other and more about smashing structures that the others defend. The second thing that happened was that reason, apparently, ceased to matter. Today's young people were raised within an educational ideology that taught them that individual reason and emotion were less important than perspective, perspectivism. What perspective you bring as a white man, a black woman, a transgender Mexican, or whatever. These students were raised with the idea that individual reason is downstream from group identity. Then along came the 2016 election to validate that point of view. If reason and cel- and deliberation are central to democracy, how on earth did Donald Trump get elected? If you were born after 1990, it's not totally shocking that you see public life as an inevitable war of tribe versus tribe. It's not surprising that you would become, in Scott Alexander's terminology, a conflict theorist, not a mistake theorist. In the conflict theorist worldview, most public problems are caused by errors or complexity, but by malice and oppression. The powerful few keep everyone else down. The solutions to injustice and suffering are simple and obvious. Defeat the powerful. Passion is more important than reason because the oppressed masses have to mobilize to storm the barricades. Debate is counterproductive because it dilutes passion and sows confusion. Discordant ideas are not there to inform. They are there to provide cover for oppression. So what do you think so far, Pat? Let's take a uh, let's take a break. What do you? I, th- I, I can which see. Which one do you fall into? Do you think? Um, I I think on a it's weird because on a social level, like yeah. maybe day to day. Yeah. I definitely think if it's really it, and this sounds lame to put it, I guess maybe this this way, but when you I like if I don't get enough sleep, or if I'm fucking hangry, I'll be a conflict theorist. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, for the most part, my my the what I'm working towards becoming is the kind of person that goes, "You didn't do that to me. You just did that." You know whether right. I would need more evidence before I'm going to take that you're against me or for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's all based on my perspective, on my personal experience. Right. And 
but I don't. I'm already thinking maybe in a tribal mindset. I don't know how that would work. I don't know who's in the tribe <laughs> necessarily. Yeah, uh, maybe the Buddha babies. I don't know, but <laughs> that my day to day is what's important to me. My future right. of my family, my everything like that. But it's also I don't necessarily base it on what other people's actions are. Yeah, I don't. I I feel like the conflict uh, theorist. You know what I mean? Are more reactionary as the mistake theorist or somebody who is willing to. Is that what I'm? Is that is that about right? I don't yeah. know. I, it seems yeah. like. Uh, so mistake. I feel like I'm more of the other guy. The mistake. Yeah, you're, I would definitely say you're more of the mistake theorist, where you want to you want people to talk things out and to understand yeah. that like not everything is done as an attack even if he on said you it or... like even if I I've said things before that I regret that I apologize for that I'll admit to the to the day that I said that to make you upset. Yeah, I said that to get that effect out of you, but not right. a lot of people that honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but like, they don't I, admit that I'm more, wrong. I'm more of a conflict theorist for sure. So right. I think that just supports the notion that it, it has a lot to do with when you were born probably. But I can also get on board. I, I understand that. Yeah. Because I understand. Well, I think I understand. maybe that helps cause you're like on the cusp. You're yeah. right on the cusp between that, that age, you know But I, I mean? can see why somebody would think like, I, I just, I just don't think that it's, even though it's done maybe out of, out of malice, these things that are done to people or something like that. Right. It's not out of malice no, it's I out of out of grief. out of indifference yeah, out yeah. Of indifference I, they don't care yeah and, out and, of nihilism yeah and i don't you know? i don't think i don't think necessarily i don't know if i necessarily agree with the malice statement like i don't think large corporations are consciously i don't think like a corporation like walmart is setting out going how can i fuck over my employees right but i think what they're saying how can we make the most money and screw our employees to a to an agreeable extent, right? Like, how far will will our employees let us take them before we no longer have employees, right? But I don't think they're trying to purposefully fuck over their employees. No, and I don't think it's I don't think it's to the point where they have. I I think there is an exploitation, but yeah. I don't know if I agree with the term malice being used because malice just seems like intent. Like malice is like something you meant to or you you did it for a specific reason of causing harm and i don't think that they're doing it specifically to cause harm i think it's just they don't care that they're causing harm right it, it's more it's more like calloused than it is malliced oh uh, <laughs> Um, some people I admire see today's student mobism as an outbreak of an ersatz religion, but I'd say their theory of social change is the least comprehensible given the era that they inhabit. If I could talk to the students, I'd try to persuade them that the mistake theory is a more accurate and effective way to change the world than conflict theory. And, and but I probably wouldn't persuade them, and is I would it, disagree. It, but I'm, that's what I'm saying, though, is I, I feel like there is a it's a it's just as the same as. Like when it's not like it's not there. It's not an opinion matter thing. This there's well, literally a better way, right? To do but, this. Well, but like so, my opinion, like historically speaking, social movements or you know things for people's rights and stuff like that, they didn't become successful until violence was enacted. Uh-huh. And whether it was violence, whether it was the people who wanted rights becoming Except violent, for the civil rights. Nope. Even civil rights had to become violent. Nope. Yeah, it did. But violent against them. Right, but I'm, my they never had to use violence. Well, they did. N- no, uh, <laughs> Black S- Panthers and stuff like Selma. that. Selma, like okay, but I'm saying like, that was a fame, a very, very big 
very well, big turning sure, point. Absolutely. In the, but, and, and there was no but, violence used by the civil rights movement. Right. But I'm saying, but that is one thing. And there was violence in other cases. But what I, the point I'm making is it doesn't matter who enacts the violence. It, requ- it does. Though. It requires violence. I feel like that's the point, though, because it, it, it's the violence, I think, does get a reaction. But I feel like when it's never the one that you want. Once the person, the person that resorts to violence is the one that loses every time. Martin Luther King gets assassinated, mm-hmm. and that only helps the civil yeah, rights movement I, but more. I think that's only in the United because States because they did not use. But I, I think when you, well, go, we're the only, we're one of the only countries that has this big of a problem with racism. No, but I'm saying I'm talking. I'm not talking about just racism. Like I don't think this is confined to just racism. If you right. look, if you look at the Arab Spring and stuff like that. The students who were protesting became violent first and eventually won their way because the violence is what gave it a world stage. Mm-hmm. So they started burning buildings down and blowing things up. And the IRA works the same way. Like if you look at the Irish struggles, uh, there was conflict for over well over 100 years between Great Britain and Ireland until the Irish started you know, doing terrorist attacks and right. blowing up buildings and shooting police officers and stuff. Daryl Davis. But... Daryl Davis, a hundred percent of Daryl Davis, one hundred percent of it is nonviolent. Sure, I completely. He's making I, a real change. I complete, still, I completely understand. Yeah, but I'm saying like violence won Ireland their independence. Okay, violence that, that won, doesn't make it better. Violence won Iran their independence. Violence won but us uh, our independence in America. Right, and that, you would argue that that's good. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying though. Is like this same movement, the same people that are the the reactionary that kind of movement. Uh, what was the conflict? Yeah, conflict theory are the same ones that will now bitch about how terrible the people, the way we got, why we shouldn't celebrate Columbus Day, why should we shouldn't do all this other stuff. Well, sure, but that's the same have group. Any- but but you still. Or like the fact that how we treated the Native Americans when we came here. Right. And the same group is the people that won't talk about it. And we can just go, hey, 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 I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. But you have to understand that you're arguing that point. You should probably give all of your possessions to if you want to make it right. Right. There are ways to make it right without yeah. just shouting other people down to say, I know you don't have. You, this is the thing that I love to say a million zillion times. You don't have to like history for it to exist. Right. Absolutely. We got here I and under agree. fucked up circumstances, but yeah. you're also not, you're doing the same amount as I am yeah. to make it better. Right. And that's something that debate, putting somebody in their place. But if you're just shouting over them when I'm saying like, listen, how irrational you sound right now. Yeah. Also the age group of that group, the age of that group mm-hmm. is a very irrational age. Yeah, but I think if mid twenties to early twenties yeah, is but, a terrible I, I, age I, but to again, have power. But if you go back again, though, those were the people who were protesting and everything. Like the sit-ins in right. the civil rights movement was all twenty somethings. Right. If you go back even before that, the workers' rights movements and stuff like that at the turn of the twentieth century mm-hmm. that ended industrialization. That was all young people. That right. was all dudes in their tw- uh, in they, their late teens, did they early twenties. A bunch of people and kill them and. Well, no, but the, no one, like... That was not <laughs> But, like, the students now aren't beating up. They're just shouting. But they, but that's what I'm saying, is then you have people filling, you know, fucking pillowcases with bike locks and smashing people in the face. Like, Well, right, but... You but can win. You, uh, it's slow, but you can win but the right you, way. You also had that sort of, like, during the Industrial Revolution, yeah. there were people... There was, uh, in Pennsylvania, it happened on more than one occasion, there were factories that got burnt to the ground because when employees striked... Uh, the manufacturer hired scabs to come in and replace everybody. So the workers decide the workers who were protesting decided to burn the building down. Like it happens. Wait, it's I'm illegal. Just, but I, I, I completely law. agree. <laughs> but I'm saying historically, yeah, 
violence is necessary on one side or the other. Violence is necessary it in order in order side. in order for um well right, but like that's but that's the thing though is like yeah, like you would you could argue that God, I hate that I hate that you I have, have to, to argue on I the have side to of argue violence? this point. Bring it on. But like you you could argue that all of the peaceful protests are enticing violence. Right. It's the same thing. And I'm not no. I'm not I'm not no, at all. I, I disagree. I'm not at all defending the <laughs> the people in Charlottesville. But like those dudes got their goal of of we're marching peacefully and we sure we have torches and sure we're saying this shit. But people came to break us up and we were just doing this peacefully. Um, that gave them so much more publicity. And honestly, like I was talking with Kara about this the other day, the only reason that I think we don't hear anymore about the white supremacists is because the loser that day ended up being the guy who killed people with his car, right? Who was a white supremacist, the one that used violence. So right, but the the strongest violence, right? Yeah. So he just he just overtopped the the lock, the people with right. locks in their socks, and the people who were punching Richard Spencer, he overcorrected, and all that stuff. Right. He overcorrected. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's the only reason why white supremacists I don't think are as prevalent right now. I I feel like um, it comes down to it, but but I think like if, even if you look at the civil rights movement, right. Again, I hate making this argument, but the people who are protesting peacefully by going into a diner where they're not allowed to be or told they aren't allowed to be in sitting are and not talking. some of the most powerful images of <laughs> I, that time. I completely agree. And has helped but, that movement. But it's powerful because- It's not like that anymore. I, I completely agree. But I'm saying they were enticing violence in what they did. Like- they're provoking like you, in a way, but in a yeah. non-violent way. Sure, they weren't threatening sure. anybody. They but, weren't hurting anyone. But neither, like, that's what I'm saying. And that's what these students who are getting people's talks shut down and all that stuff, right. they're not threatening violence. They're just saying- Yes, we they do, are. They're just yes, saying we do not want violence. him on campus. Yes, they are threatening violence. Absolutely, there's death threats. By being, saying- there's, Well, yeah, there's death threats coming in from outside, but I'm saying like- Both sides. But, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying from like outside coming into the people, but that's like No, trolls. no, I'm saying that's like towards the, the marks, the, the people. Right, but I'm saying like, like Milo Yiannopoulos, no one was threatening to kill him if he showed up at the school. I'm pretty sure there was students threats. Yeah. Students were just saying that they do not want him at the school, and the school's like, we're still going to have him. Then they started destroying but things, again, and then the school didn't let him come in. Yet again, if I may use your own point to yeah. crush you, <laughs> is if you s don't see Milo Yiannopoulos talking at your school, yeah. is he really talking at your school? Yeah, exactly, and that's why they don't let him talk at the school. No, if you don't see it, if you're not in that auditorium well, or no, in uh, that march but other area. But other people are. But if it's you are not there. It's still being observed. Okay, but it's being observed by other people. Yeah. So, but so if somebody told you there's a dead cat in the box, you're going to say that's a dead cat? If someone else opens the box and says the cat's dead in the Schrodinger's cat situation, yes, you're that You're going to believe that person dead. 100%. Yeah, because You will believe someone's opinion as fact over anything else before you actually see it yourself. And that's why you should allow them to speak. You should see the yeah, dead cat no, for I, yourself. I, and I, I've spoken about it in the past. If I definitely think, give them a voice. Let them talk. Let us hear them. Because that's Stop one of the, limiting That's speech. one of the reasons why Richard Spencer, I think, is not so followed anymore. Is because people started giving him a platform. Yeah. And he started hearing all the nonsense he believes and all the stuff he had to say. All I'm saying is that historically, conflict. the people who fall into the category of conflict theory are the people who have protested successfully, not just in the United States, but outside of the United States as well. Like I said, if you have nonviolent protests that are just as effective as violent protests, I don't see how you could just say that there's a better way to do it. 
except for the fact of being your own personal morals, where I'm personally against violence. No, I, I don't think it's right. And I think the person who uses it as to try to make their point. Right. Unless their point is, I want you dead like that. Yeah. That'll serve your point. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. But if it's I want I don't like what you're saying. Yeah. And anything like that. And it's just as ridiculous. Not obviously not as much as killing somebody or hurting somebody physically. But right. when you shout them down like that. It's not far off. And they have been known, that side has been known to use violence as the other side. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree. But when I'm just saying- one side is, hear them out, let's talk about it. Even if you just touch on that one before you go to your theory. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's I don't see how you can say that that isn't the right one. The right one to try first, yeah. at least. That's the right way to do it. Right. Try to figure out to do it that way. Yeah, but uh, I I really because that's what I'm saying is the same thing with Donald Trump. Like, I, yeah. if anybody was able to actually sit in a room with him with no cameras and nothing else and just say like, look, nobody's here, no one's gonna hear anything about this. Just like, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just to go like, do you really like? Do you know what's going on? <laughs> like, what's happening? And, yeah, and, and, and any of that stuff. Like, because I'm sure there's a lot of, I think uh, him, I think what he is, yeah, is a conflict theorist. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, definitely you know because he doesn't want to have discussion with anybody who doesn't. And you don't understand, who isn't like a sounding board for it's what the his- exact same thing. You guys are all not you, but uh, yeah. generalizing that side. Yeah, the student mobists. The student mobists are are mirroring Trump one hundred percent. Yeah, except for the the actual what they're thing. saying. Yeah, the words. Yeah, the but method everything else, is still the attitude. Same. Yeah, your your method. Your your basic overall the way you are presenting yourself to the world right. is ridiculous. No, I definitely agree. And I and again, I wasn't even arguing that. I'm sorry. that yeah, I'm not. I wasn't even arguing that that's the correct answer. Yeah, I was saying you are more of that. I was saying I think conflict theory is where I fall more into, and I think that historically, that is what leads to more success in protests. Yeah. Because I like I said, I would argue that the civil rights movement was even conflict theory because they were in they. I don't know. There were t- like there are letters you can read that Martin Luther King wrote of saying like listen we know they're gonna attack us we know you might die right. if you're still gonna stick with us just know that that's a that's something that could possibly happen especially in that and, point but I but I'm saying like I think that that is like in it's the same way of like uh I we discussed it in the past when we talked about Charlottesville forever ago of like March like the ideology of of Nazism itself right and the nationalism and replacing uh jews yeah. will not replace us all that stuff while not enacting violence is still inherently violent because you're saying you're wanting to eliminate a group of people right but at this point you're wanting to have, eliminate a group like i said that is what they're saying is is nonsense again if there's yeah. a if there's a true and false uh, this is how i'm gonna, i'm trying to live my life a, a lot more is by boiling it down to find what the actual fact is yeah and if somebody is saying no, 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 this is a superior race. That's not a superior yeah. race. Oh, this is a superior religion. Right. That's not a, then I go, oh, there's no such thing as that. Right. You're just speaking gibberish. Yeah. Fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'm going like, yeah. Right, but that's okay for you, but that's not okay for the guy who thinks who thinks that and now goes out. We got to help that guy. We got to <laughs> help fix that guy and not yeah. beat him up or not scream him down when he's saying, because that's the thing is nobody wants to be wrong. That's the thing. Nobody yeah, wants absolutely. to be wrong. And absolutely. nobody is willing to admit that they're wrong. Right. Unless you are... I feel like... I don't understand why that's not the real woke. That's like being <laughs> like... 
Wait admitting a minute. Let you're me, wrong. Yeah, just yeah. admitting when. Oh, you, I, was, uh, I was talking with that about. Uh, I was talking with that to my therapist the other day, and how like the people I respect most in my life are the people who are willing to admit that they don't know something. Right. And and like it's so hard to come across. And it's not. And it's and, like such a respectable quality. And it's weird that that's a respectable quality because so many people don't say when they don't know something. Right. And, and that's something Andy gives me a lot, a lot of shit for. Yeah. It's like <laughs> just knowing a lot of things, and it's just like. Maybe it's because I don't have an imagination or something. I still think that's hilarious to just be like, you stupid asshole, you know all these facts. Yeah. Um, And maybe it's just because I don't have an imagination wasting up any room in my brain or something. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's it. But like, I just just remember a lot of things. Like, I just have a pretty good memory and I read a lot and I learn, I try to know a lot of things because that, like, being well informed is, in my opinion, the way you are like the most successful member of society. Right. So I like to be as well informed as possible on as many things as possible. Yeah. But that's fair. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you. And like discussion needs to happen first. Yeah. But again, like somebody like Richard Spencer, for example, where people started to try to have discussions with him and then they found out that couldn't go anywhere. And then it's OK. He just doesn't have a he doesn't have a platform anymore. Um, and like that, that is definitely the best route. I was just speaking like historically conflict theory is the successful theory. Right. There have entire country. There are entire countries that have been liberated because of conflict theory. Because of young people, right? Because of young people being like, "Oh no, they are like, if we don't destroy them, they will destroy us," right? And overthrowing the government, and like, that it has saved the lives of entire countries worth of people. Um. So yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna yeah. end it there because that was almost done. That article is uh, almost over. Um. <coughs> he just try. It says the guy just says he tried to persuade students to change his mind. Okay, and and, and this is why when when you want to. When you want to shout, you're a student, yeah, right, and you want to shout somebody down like Jordan Peterson, who's a who's a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. Just like just listen, <laughs> just like just just hear what they're saying. I, I think I'm not I'm not completely up to date on what this guy says, this Jordan Peterson guy, but from what I've heard at least is that he is not coming from a place of malice. Like specifically, when somebody says, "I'm not coming from a place of malice," yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is real racist, real like bigots and stuff like that, yeah, aren't gonna go like, "Look, I don't want to offend anybody," but <laughs> they're just saying blacks are terrible or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Or Jews are the worst, or I don't, whatever it is. I, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. But yeah, it just <sighs> I don't know. I feel like there is a right and wrong, but. We'll never, we'll never, ever, ever find it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never, ever, ever find our way. You ready for the next story? Yeah. Oh, baby. What's the next one? <laughs> I forgot it. Baby so this one's from old Hamby Bondy is a Alabama lawmaker. We shouldn't arm teachers because most of them are women. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Women can't do nothing but... Oh, I mean, oh what, are they cooking guns? I mean, shit. If they making soup with the gun, they can have a gun. Maybe they put that the gun in the dishwasher. <laughs> I don't know why he went that way. Oh, this is from uh, Alabama.com. Or AL.com. I'm assuming that's Alabama or something. What's Alabama. AL? It is Alabama. It's by Ann Claire Vollers. Uh, you can reach her at... A Vollers at AOL.com or AL.com. Maybe it's AOL. Maybe that's what they meant. Maybe it's a typo. I'm seeing what AL is. Uh, Oh, yeah. It is Alabama's website. uh, Alabama Lawmaker. Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) AlabamaLawmaker.com. All right. Alabama lawmakers need to protect, quote, our ladies 
uh, and do that or wait and to do that they should not arm teachers because most of our women argued state representative Harry Shiver Republican Ooh. from Stockton uh, this morning uh, most women and women teachers in particular quote are scared of guns <laughs> and should not be expected to carry them in classrooms he said Shiver, uh, in comments to AL.com, echoed the statements he said he made during this morning's public safety committee hearing in which he said he wanted to protect women teachers. I'm not saying all women, but in most schools, women are the, the majority, majority. <laughs> which what that means is he didn't say the majority yeah <laughs> that means he his actual sentence was i'm not saying all but in most schools women are of the teachers <laughs> Dummy. women are the majority of the teachers uh shiver told al.com some of them just don't want to be why, why are these all in parentheses? Be trained to possess firearms. Did he not really say that? Because yeah, it's all it's all like implications. It's what uh, he's implying because he's not finishing his sentences. Right. Okay. Right. Um, if they want to, then that's good. But most of them don't want to learn how to shoot like that and carry a gun. Shiver was discussing a bill sponsored by rep- uh, rep- uh, Republican. Yeah. Or his representative. Representative, uh, representative Will, Will Ainsworth. Ainsworth, Republican Gun- Guntersville, <laughs> uh, that would allow school systems to delegate or designate trained teachers and uh, administrators to carry guns on school campuses. Shiver is a retired physical education teacher and coach of 32 years Course. in Bayminyet. He's been a vocal opponent of the bill which now heads to the House after receiving a favorable report in committee. He told AL.com he would likely abstain from voting on it. I've heard that 75% of Republicans support it, but I was there live in person, and I know what it is like in the schools. Said Shiver. Most women wouldn't like to be put in that position. I know from South Alabama they wouldn't. Shiver said teachers are not qualified to. Everybody said I have the best guns. (laughs) (laughs) Shiver said teachers are not qualified to interject themselves into a quote hot Hot. situation in which law enforcement are called to an active shooter situation. Uh The public safety committee this morning uh, approved Ainsworth's bill to arm teachers. Shiver also uh, voiced a more, a more troubling objection to the plan to arm teachers, namely that the plan could lead to police mistaking, yeah, mistakenly shooting teachers if uh, there were ever a school shooting. That's definitely, I think, I, I, that's that a good one point, of the actually. Things, that was one of the things I said when Trump discussed that. I was like, no, that's the worst thing because then you'll have tons of teachers who are like, Getting if there ever shot. is a school shooting, Teachers will get shot by accident. Well, okay. Luckily, we know that police are pretty good about not just shooting anybody. <laughs> as for long no as reason. the teacher's white. Could wow. Here black, we go. Could you imagine if a black teacher was the one who hashtag was remember farmed? Arizona, brother? It's not just blacks, buddy. <laughs> uh, Shiver said, <laughs> "It's not just the blacks, buddy." <laughs> this Alabama website's tell, getting into you. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. Shiver, uh, Shiver uh, said he's had family members who were. On currently or or currently, wait, what? He's had family members who are who were or, or, were, currently, or currently are, are patrolmen or women. Uh, they have told him when the highway patrolman bursts into a site like that, they shoot the first one holding the gun out. 
They aren't told that person is qualified to carry a firearm. They don't know. Give them vests. Yeah. Right? Like, that was one of the things, though, that, like, that was kind of an okay counterpoint that was made is like, no, if you're going to have, if you're going to have teachers having guns, right, then they, (laughs) like, it's like, okay, it's going to take an extra five seconds. But it's going to take an extra five seconds, but, like, Get them to put a, a vest on <laughs> yeah. that, that like anyone wearing this vest is a teacher who has a gun. And like, sure, that's be- like that gives like then you have the people who say then that gives the shooter someone the target. But it's like, OK, then, yeah, have the shooter decide he wants to have a face off with that teacher. Right. Then the, the teacher is saving if they're already willing to fucking try to shoot back. I, I just I to me, uh, again, ban all guns, mm-hmm. every single gun in the world. All guns are gone. No more guns. Nobody gets it. You ruin it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? That's how it worked. One bad every- apple. One bad apple ruins a whole goddamn bunch. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, that's that's ridiculous though. I think uh, that is a weird, a weird good point at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, to me, <laughs> uh, like the sweeping generalization thing is the mm-hmm. same thing as like there was a commercial recently. Uh, <clears throat> it's like I feel like it's a Verizon or it's like an internet commercial. It's like a streaming thing, so yeah. you can so you have the best internet everywhere in your house or something. She's trying to watch Game of Thrones or some shit, and oh, and then she goes to the tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch, you've seen that commercial, right? Uh huh. The two daughters come in and they're arguing. They go, "Mom," and they fucking. She goes, and just like goes. And by the way, uh, hashtag that's how you create a school shooter. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> assholes. Be a better parent, stupid. Don't worry about your stories. Um, but uh, they're bickering and all this stuff. So she goes to the uh, thing and then goes. Go, you know, go where to the island where no men exist or children. It's like, why, why'd you bring men into this? Yeah. Why? There's there was no nothing men, men about at all. She was uh-huh. not trying to get away from that at all. But it's this weird unless sweeping generalization. A, unless there's another version of that commercial that exists. Right. But what, I've noticed they've like, taken it out. Oh, have they, they don't have it anymore. Yeah. Because I was going to say, in the version I have, they just, I, I, don't remember them saying that but i was wondering if they have a second version where because like commercials will do that a lot you know what i mean where they'll have like two versions and then just to save money they keep one clip the same right so it would be like it would be like they have the version where the daughters come in and And then they have the version where a husband comes in and then the final scene where her in the tub is just the same you would hope in both clips but the only one i've ever seen was just the kids i've only ever seen the kids one too (laughs) and 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 the reason it stood out to me was just like i was like I wasn't looking for something, and I'm not like a fan. I don't care. It's like not like right. I'm not gonna write a letter, but it's also weird you to see write a letter. to see like oh, do you do you don't see <laughs> it from this side? You really don't see. Well, no, I I don't know. I know? think I think I think we're getting to say like all women don't want guns because I I know women. Women don't. I think you don't know to that all point, women. though too because like a, a quick we can wrap up with this, but uh, in the new season of American Idol. There was a 19-year-old kid who comes on who has never had a kiss. I'm sure you've heard the story or never at least seen someone talk about it. Mm-mm. Okay. He's never kissed anybody. Okay. Uh, he comes on. Katy Perry calls him over and asks him to kiss her on the cheek. So he kisses her on the cheek. And then she said, you barely touched my cheek. And he was like, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, w- just give me one more. And so then he turns. He comes over and she she pulls like the grandma. Yeah. And she turns and kisses him on the lips. 
he falls to the ground and like in the moment it seems like he's like oh my oh, god so i got sweet. to kiss Katy yeah. perry and and even on the show he's like but again how much is coaching from producers and stuff but he's yeah, like yeah. i can't wait to go back and tell my friends blah 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 so then it ends up coming out that he and maybe you know there's so many people discussing so many things where like he didn't get put through to hollywood and he's saying that the reason he didn't perform as well as he could have is because he was so thrown off and made uncomfortable by what she did yeah. and, and all this stuff and and now you have people coming out who are like could you imagine if it was a 32 year old man who uh, kissed who kissed a 19 year old girl that then and it wasn't that yeah and his because his point was like i wanted to save my first kiss for my girlfriend my my my, my love my true so love. why are you kissing Katy perry yeah stupid well he kissed her on the cheek and why she, are you doing it she took advantage of him pat yeah i'm pretty sure i'm i'm sure it was it was coached <laughs> up and they he knew it was coming Thought that that would get him through, but they didn't realize, like, no, this is, you're one of the pity things. Yeah. <laughs> you're the ones who are like, We're, oh, try back in well, and, and that's what they did. They gave yeah. him that, like, you you got room to grow, but you're good. Right. And I can't wait to see what you sound like next year. And this is, okay, and just to bring it to just an earlier conversation we've had in the past, yeah. like with uh, Hazy Nuts and the YouTube and everything like that. Yeah. That's one of those things where, <clears throat> where they can decide who they put in, in to go through to the end. Right. And they have the, <coughs> you're not entitled to win this competition. Yeah. This, is not, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not. And so many people feel that way on it. That's one thing. You I'm don't really get thinking. to do that. Like American Idol has changed it a lot because right. they don't really show as many bad people anymore. Right, right. But the people they show that they don't get through, they show because they're that those like super duper entitled people. Right. Like there's this one girl who's like an, a Broadway singer and she was on there and they were like honest with her and they were like, listen, you're really, really good for Broadway. You could not be a pop musician because of yeah. your voices for Broadway. Yeah. And she was like, she she's like, I'm not leaving without a ticket. And then they were like, I'm sorry, but you're not getting one. Yeah. <laughs> and she like left and she was all like huffy puffy. And she was like talking in her interview about how stupid the coaches are because they don't understand her and they don't get her and all this stuff. And it was just like, no, you're just like not for that competition. <laughs> right. And it's not and, and it's not it's not necessarily if it's anybody's fault. Yeah. Like if there's nobody's fault really, but if yeah. it is anybody, it's you for not being good enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. the fact that they want you to perform in front of thousands of people, yeah, and you can't handle the pressure of of Three. getting a peck on the fucking lips by Katy Perry. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like she didn't rub her fucking titties in your face. Oh, but you know man, what I mean? she would. Jesus Christ, Holy can you imagine? Moment. I would have yeah. fucking I would have blown up. I would have exploded. <laughs> I would have killed I would have jumped out of the I would have killed myself. Right yeah, right them. there. You're not going to get been past like, that. Excuse me and ran past them and just jumped out the window because that's peak. Yeah, that's that's where you're up there. Any Kelly Clarkson from The Voice, if she yeah. got those, you know, sweaty tits all over your face. <laughs> oh god. Just slapping you in the oh. face with them titties. You're going to go whoa. Especially because she's got kids, so, you it's know. Celebrity tits. Yeah. It's <laughs> celebrity tits. <laughs> you get celebrity tits on your face? That's got that's going to be a new segment of this show. <laughs> celebrity tits with Ce- Pat George. Celebrity tits. <laughs> I think that's that like either way that's that's going to be a segment. I would love to do that segment. Yeah. That might be another podcast. Uh, we're, we're just, <laughs> <laughs> let's, well, yeah, let's do a Boy, Let's do a Buddha voice spinoff where we're just talking about celebrity celebrity tits. tits, male or female. One one person per episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could I could dedicate <laughs> a fucking a series to like celebrity tits. Selma Hayek, Scarlett Johansson's got some great cans. Oh boy, <laughs> some tits. But I'm just saying, like, if you can't handle, yeah singing in front of the person that just gave you a little peck on the lips yeah you know what i mean like that that's not then you're not going to be able you don't understand it's not there's no self-assessment there's right no, absolutely it. um so you got anything else to plug i got something to plug that god damn it 
I got. Can I? Can I just go over my American Idol audition with you real quick? Yeah, well, I auditioned. Oh, really? From the show, yeah. Did you get kissed by like anybody? Simon Cowell, Cowell or anybody? Simon Cowell's not on it anymore, Pat. Do you watch the show? Yeah, I watch the show. Oh, jeez. Well, who doesn't watch the show? Everybody Me. watches Me, I don't. Now. All right. So were you so, on TV? No, no they, they cut mine from the air. Why? They, they decided, decided that they, they couldn't, couldn't show the Zodiac Killer on air. Did Katy Perry, Perry uh, she suck you off or something? I sung Katy Perry's song. Did I she hit you with them celebrity tits? Oh, God, I wish. All right, what was this, what's uh, the Katy Perry song? I sang, I kissed the girl and I liked it. The taste of her cherry chopstick. Uh, Ted, we don't. Ted, we don't have the rights. We can't. We can't really pay for that. This is not wrong. This is wrong. You can't do it. How do you know this many words? Okay, just imagine I'm a judge and I'm saying, okay. Okay. Hey, you don't shut me up. Okay. I'm Ted Cruz. This is a killer. Not a lot of. I kissed a girl just to try it. You're not singing, really. You're just ear. I walked in. Saying it five feet from my face. <sighs> so that's a no from me. Do you want me to sing another, <laughs> I can sing another song? Nope. I think we've Somewhere got everything we have here. We're going to sing something. Over the rainbow. Way You know what? There's a change me. That I've heard of once in a while. Hey, all right. This sound, you sound great. Do me a favor, though. Yeah. We're going to send you to, to Vegas. Yeah. We're going to have you, if you could just take two steps back. Okay. There's a couple more. Just yeah. a little bit over to the right. Okay. All right. And yeah. My right or yours? Uh, you're right. Okay. okay. Just a little bit over. Yeah, perfect. Cool. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're going to ban all religion and go. <laughs> <sighs> Is that why you watch American Idol? What to see that freak show? Who? Uh, Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer. You didn't see him there. Oh, he said no, he wasn't on the show. Was he? Did he try out? He's the one that kissed Katy Perry. <sighs> oh my God, that kid! That was him. Wow. Yeah, but they didn't. They used uh, CGI and stuff like that and made him look not so much like him. Not so much like Ted Cruz as the Zodiac killer. As the Zodiac yeah. killer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Is that crazy? Yeah. What's man? Who would have thought we had such an end this whole time? <laughs> yeah, we could have. We were. We could have been in Hollywood. We could have been breaking it. We, we could have been, been out the there in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, rubbing elbows with all these tits, <laughs> rubbing, celebrity rubbing tits. titties in our face. We could be rubbing titties, bumping titties with all these celebs. With these celebs. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Uh, so uh, last minute uh, show. off the wire. Your boys are going to be a hot one. In uh, Binghamton, New Binghamton, York. Binghamton, New York. At uh, Peterson's Tavern. Uh, check out on Facebook. or It's kind of a last minute thing. We're at it. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure who else is there or what else is going on, but Pat and I will be there. Yeah, we're going to be doing some comedy. Comedy. And we're going to be eating some cheesesteaks, I'm sure. What's Binghamton? Oh, yeah. Is Binghamton known for anything? I don't think so. Is that near Buffalo? I don't think so. I want a wings. I want a wings. <laughs> I want a wing. Is it? Tommy want wing. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, oh wait, oh yeah, April fourteenth. Oh, April fourteenth at the Art House in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. I will be opening for Dave Ross, what? Bill Russum of Drunk Bill Explains, and Jeffrey Kunkel will also be there. Fuck, 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 fuck. 
Uh, March 23rd and 24th, after that sweet, sweet Binghamton. <laughs> it sounds like Mr. Hands. <laughs> no, Mr. Hands is just... <laughs> uh, Harrisburg Comedy Zone. Come see Mr. Hands and me. Uh, the 23rd and 24th of March. Woo-wee. Steel Stacks in Bethlehem on the 30th of March. Woo-wee. April 7th at the designated comedy room at Champions. Woo-wee. Uh, St. Paul, Virginia, on the twenty fourth. Oh, I farted. May oh, <laughs> God, Pat, stop it! Uh, smell, it already smells horrible. Staunton, uh, Virginia, May twenty sixth. Oh, Nashua, New Hampshire. Whoa, um, what? Uh, uh, June second. You 2nd. got like an east to- east coast tour. I'm gonna do the winery in Hunter's Valley on July fourteenth. Well. Noise. Um, so come come catch me outside <laughs> and inside, all throughout this great uh, northeastern <laughs> country. Yep. Do we, I can't remember. Do we? There's one more thing, Pat. What was it? I think you remember. Oh, be black. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, I got a weird oh. thing when I did that. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh be blessed, Buddha babies. Bye bye.